This program was recorded for broadcast at this time. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And this is my time. Keep it here as Roger talks about local and national issues important to you. Talking with the leaders and newsmakers in our community. And now here's Roger. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. A program that's dedicated to protecting, preserving, and defending America's founding traditions of God, family, country. Of course, one of the biggest ways that we preserve our freedom are free elections, which we have on an ongoing basis. And of course, we are heavily into one of the most active elections we've had, both nationally, statewide, and locally, in many, many years. So, of course, has been our tradition since we went on the air since 1998. We were covering candidates in those races, especially the local races, and that'll be the focus of our program today. A little bit later in our program, we'll hear from Commissioner Lee Constantine from Seminole County. He is involved in a primary election, and um, we'll talk to Lee later. We'll also speak a little bit later in the show with, with Pete Clark, former Orange County Commissioner, and he is in a race now to get back on the Orange County Commission. We'll talk to Pete Clark a little bit later, but right now, in a moment, we'll be joined by Stefan Novakovic, who's a candidate for the Florida House of Representatives. Before we go to Stefan, I want to let you know that, of course, as you know, uh, the Roger Franklin Williams Show is presented by our friends over at Christner's Prime Steak and Lobster, the best steak in any restaurant, in any city, at any price. Christner's Prime Steak and Lobster. And they're located very conveniently defined on just two blocks west of I-4 on Lee Road in Orlando. I also want to give a quick shout out to our to the guys and our friends up at Apopka Mower and Equipment Repair. And let you know that in addition to all the finest quality outdoor power equipment products and lawnmowers that you would ever need or want, they also have everything you need for hurricane preparation at Apopka Mower and equipment repair, including a great line of generators at all price points. Of course, you can find them at 2975 West Orange Blossom Trail. That's Highway 441 north of Apopka between Plymouth Reno Road and the 429. Apopka Mower and Equipment Repair. It's where they sell the best and they fix the rest. Let's go to Stefan Novakovic. Stefan, thanks for coming over to join us. Roger, thank you so much for having me on this morning. First of all, why don't we get right into it? Why are you seeking to serve the citizens and the Florida House of Representatives? Well, I have deep ties to this district. My family has been here for a long time, and I am someone that takes initiative. I'm a risk taker, and uh, I love this part of Florida. Uh, I believe I have the experience uh, and the education that it best suits me to serve this district. I worked on Capitol Hill. I worked for the Heritage Foundation. Uh, I've worked in agribusiness consulting and trading for a few years, but I also have a master's in public policy from Georgetown and a master's in religious philosophy from Columbia. I believe to whom much is given, much is required, and I want to give back to the community that grew me and and do the uh, do best for 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 that for this region here. Can you share? Tell us a little bit about from the the dynamics of your district. What is the geographical area? Sure, the geographical area is uh, Orange County, Northwest Orange County, from 441 North 
all the way to uh, a sliver of Leesburg to the west, all the way to the Wakiver River in the east and up to Astor and takes even a little bit of uh, Deland that's in Lake County. So it's a pretty sizable district. And we've been out all over. We were in Astor yesterday uh, meeting voters, and we've been we have we have covered a lot of ground. Now, can you talk about your your political philosophy, if you will? What were what would be some of the things that would be your priorities if you were to be elected as a state representative? Absolutely. Uh, so, number one, protecting life. Uh, that's I was so privileged to receive the Florida Right to Life Pack endorsement. Uh, so thankful to them. Uh, number two, I am a liberty-minded candidate. I received the state of Florida uh, Republican Liberty Caucus endorsement. Um, but it, when it comes to specific priorities. Uh, one in particular regards guns is I believe if you can if you can serve your country and potentially die in the Middle East at 18, you should be able to come back to Lake and Orange County and be able to buy guns and ammo at 18. Uh, additionally, I believe the red flag laws are dangerous. They need to be repealed because they uh, allow the avenue for activists to potentially usurp the gun rights of Floridians. They're dangerous. We need to repeal that. Um, number two. I was homeschooled. Uh, I'm a huge supporter of homeschooling, and I really want to expand homeschooling throughout the state. There's been uh, there have been some laws that have changed recently that have been detrimental uh, to homeschooling, made it more expensive. So I want to expand educational savings accounts and vouchers to be used for homeschoolers. Friends, you're listening to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. It's our annual program, or a series of programs, actually, where we talk directly to the candidates that are, will be on the ballot in our elections. And of course, we've got primary election coming up on August the 18th. Right now, we're speaking with Stefan Navakovic, who's a candidate for the Florida House of Representatives in a district that covers a lot of northwest Orange County, greater Apopka area, and Lake County. And Stefan, what would you say, uh, Stefan, with this opportunity to speak directly to the voters, what, why should they um, vote for you to, to serve sure. in this position? Sure. Well, I would say this is uh, – so I was at church on, on Sunday with Coleman, my campaign manager at First Baptist Mount Doran. Pastor Jamison talked about David and Goliath. And, and it was such a blessing because that's the fight that I'm in. I'm an outsider. Uh, I have no establishment support. I have no super PAC support. Uh, and uh, I am fighting a, a massive uphill battle. But I believe that Florida needs a young conservative voice. That, that is an outsider, not part of this, the typical cabal that has controlled a lot of central Florida politics to come in and make a difference and, and fight and, and fight without having to answer to, to anyone. And can you talk about a little bit more uh, philosophy wise, what you're for, what you're against? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because a big focus of, as you heard, our mission on our program to protect preserve and defend America's founding traditions of God, family, and country. Of course, those founding traditions are under assault like they've never been in my lifetime. Um, And obviously, the hard left has taken over the Democrat Party. Um, What would you do as an elected official to, to push back against that? Well, one of my other chief campaign points is that I am sick and tired of the rewriting of our history and the destruction of our monuments. Uh, We have to hold leadership accountable. Right now, we have laws on the books that protect our monuments, and they are not being enforced because of activists in power. We have to find a way to hold leadership accountable. I, I uh, the entire, I studied at Columbia with these Marxists. I know the entire point uh, of what they are doing is to undermine all of our Christian institutions in this country, uh, all of the the institutions that make America great, all of our traditional values. That is their intent. That's the that's the point. And so I understand these people. I understand best how to react to them. And can you talk about? Um Step. What um, you know? Some other parts of your background that you'd like our listeners to know about? Sure. So I, I grew up uh, first in Apopka and then moved to Sorrento as a kid. 
And my first job was at uh, Florida Cactus, but pulling some weeds there, the nursery my grandpa started many years ago, uh, and played soccer at Mount Dora High School. Uh, so, I, you know, I've, I've, I've done a lot of bass fishing in the district. I love this part of Florida. Uh, I love our lakes. I love our rivers. We, we, have, we are blessed to have so much beauty uh, in, in the resources that God's given us here. And uh, so I, I think this is the, the best part of Florida. I've lived a lot of places around the country. I've been around the state, but I, this is my favorite part of the state. And, and uh, I'm proud to be from here, and I, I hope to be given the opportunity to represent it. Friends, you're listening to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. We're glad you're joining us today. Here we're just days away from the primary elections in the state of Florida. Right now we're speaking with a candidate that will be on the ballot, actually on the ballot now during early voting, Stefan Novakovic, and he's a candidate for the Florida House of Representatives in a district that covers most of a big part of northwest Orange County, including the greater Apopka area, and a big part of Lake County as well. And Stephen, what what can you share with us uh, a little bit about your life away from you know politics and, and government? Uh, what kind of uh, you know occupation are you in, and things like that? So I have been in agribusiness consulting with some of the uh, working on projects regarding the food markets, the commodity markets for some of the biggest food chains, supermarket chains, and food related businesses that you've heard of. Uh, before that, I worked in trading, commodities trading. Uh, uh, ran a hedge desk for a. a, a medium-sized trading firm, uh, risk management on derivatives and uh, derivatives options and futures for corn, oats, soybeans, wheat. Uh, before that, had a lot of uh, political experience, inter- internships, undergrad at South Carolina. So I'm an SEC guy. I hope the Florida fans won't hold that against me. But uh, uh, yeah, I've, I've, I've uh, worked grain elevators, feed mills. I've done uh, been on top of trains, on top of trucks, driving driving tractors. So uh, have a pretty pre very diverse experience, work experience as well. We're speaking with Stevan Navikovic, and he's a candidate for the Florida House of Representatives and in an area that covers northwest Orange County, the greater Apopka area, and a big part of Lake County as well. And Stephen, I, in the last few uh, minutes we have left, it's been great to have you come over and, and join us on the show today. Uh, your campaign manager Cole. It's great to see him with you as well. Um, just a practical question, you know, that's based on you know what you've heard about your experience. You know, having been a student at Columbia University in Georgetown, what um, what can be done, you know, to 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 push back against the way that the left has completely apparently taken over academia. Mm. Well, I think I mean, is uh, that something that that could be, you know, uh, dealt with in the future? Is that just something that's just kind of the way it is? Well, you know, the Bible says, "Be in the world, but not of the world." I think we have two options here. We have the option of creating our own institutions with rigorous, with rigorous educational systems, and that is, I think, a solid option. Some people like uh, Liberty University, some and Ava Maria down south for the Catholics. Um, that's these universities have solid academics. They are coming out. They are conservative, and I think we can provide that. On the other side, I believe that overwhelmingly these Ivy League universities are lost. Okay, there there is no there's no hope there, and that's one of the reasons. I, I at the younger level, I want to bring up homeschooling because look, as much as we can do to keep our children away from the propagandizing aspects of these people, we need to do that. Whether that's Christian schools, private schools, homeschooling, we need to find ways to do that, and we need to find additional options because overwhelmingly uh, the the foundational roots in our educational system that the left has are are very, very deep. And so I think we need to find other options. Thanks for giving us that, that direct insight. 
And before you go, one, one more question. Once again, why don't you just take this uh, f- few minutes, uh, you know, a minute or so to, to share with people uh, anything else you'd like to share with them about your candidacy? Sure. So everything in my uh, what I want to say uh, is that everything in my policy platform is about local self-sufficient independence, whether that's homeschooling, whether that's guns, whether that's liberty, is that I want us to be our communities to be as vertically integrated as possible. So that in times of crisis, like we're seeing now with this coronavirus, that where you don't have PPE, your meat prices skyrocket, all these different things. I want us to be as locally self-sufficient and our communities to be as independent as possible. And as when I philosophically approach legislation, those are the policies that I want to push forward are those to make us as independent locally as possible. Well, thank you for being here to join us. Thank on the you Roger so Franklin much, Williams Roger. Show. This is great. Stefan Novakovic, candidate for the Florida House of Representatives, specifically it's District 31, and that's the area that covers a big part of Northwest Orange County area, the greater Apopka area, and a big part of Lake County as well. Before we go to break, I want to Give you a shout out to our friends over at Sheeler Auto Repair, Demetrius and Odysseus Virgos, and let you know that if you have a car, truck, vehicle of any kind needs repair, get over to see Demetrius and Odysseus Virgos at Sheeler Auto Repair. You can trust the guys at Sheeler Auto Repair. And they're located 1908 South Orange Blossom Trail, Apopka. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Good to have you here for the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show, the program that's dedicated to protecting, preserving, and defending America's founding traditions of God, family, country. It's great to have you with you today during our last program before the primary election. It's a huge program, and we've got three excellent candidates joining us today. You just heard from Stefan Nevakovic, candidate for the Florida House. A little bit later, we'll hear from, look forward to hearing from Commissioner Lee Constantine, Seminole County Commissioner who is on the ballot in a primary election, uh, uh, running for re-election in Seminole County. And in a moment, we'll be joined by Pete Clark, former Orange County Commissioner who is once again seeking to serve on the Orange County Commission. Before we go to Pete Clark, I want to, of course, let you know that the, our program and all the programs you hear right here on the new AM 950, FM 94.9, The Answer, are supported by Florida Door Solutions. And in the best American tradition, Florida Door Solutions gives back. Florida Door Solutions supports high school sports in our community. They support Little League Baseball and other youth sports and many other great organizations in our community. To find out why Florida Door Solutions has been voted best garage door company, once again, just give them a call at 866-FLA-DOOR. That's 866-FLA-DOOR. Please be sure to tell them Roger Franklin Williams sent you. And, of course, you can also find them at FLADOOR.com. Now let's go to our next candidate, Pete Clark, candidate for Orange County Commission. Hello, Pete. Thank you for joining us. Well, it's my pleasure. How are you doing today? Doing good. You know, we've had some mutual friends, as we talked about a little bit off the air. Our friend uh-huh. Robin, Robin Parkhouse, you and your guys back from your uh, Boone High School football days, and uh, some other, you know, um, Mick Dolan, you know, uh, is, a, yeah. is a big supporter of yours, of course. And um, anyway, it's great to speak with you. And uh, why don't we just start uh, at the top? Can you, you know, you had served on the Orange County Commission before, 
and you left your seat on the commission to run for county mayor, and you know that didn't quite uh, you didn't prevail there, uh, which you know, left you out of office, and now you're seeking to serve again on the Orange County Commission. Can you tell us about why you want to go back and, and serve the citizens uh, as a commissioner again in Orange County? Absolutely, I um I wasn't really intending to run, and um but I I became very uh very disenfranchised by our current commissioner that replaced me uh, by a couple actions. Uh, one is her desire to build a toll road through through um you know some some protected lands, and that that didn't sit right with me. And the other, and that was split up for us. The other was a program that I had funded uh, when Mayor Jacobs was there. Uh, to help folks that uh, are, are struggling, it was on the it was in three two eight two two. It was called the Two Gen Center. It's complete with a clinic, and it was to help people come out of poverty. It wasn't a government program; it was government sponsored, but it was been a community uh, a community type of volunteer program. We had a seven hundred thousand dollars federal grant to help with it, and it just was never acted on in the building. It's just still sitting there and, and just basically disintegrating. So it just made me very unhappy. And uh, I thought the folks deserved better, so I decided to run. And uh, then, then again, I could continue some of the things we were doing before I, before I went off to run for mayor. And now, just a bit about your background, Pete, because I alluded to earlier. You grew up, uh, you know, or you, you know, in the you went to high school in the district, and uh, just talk about your connection uh, to to the citizens in your area. Yeah, uh, I, I was a military brat, or <laughs> I was a military brat, and we were one of them. I lived all over the world, and, you know, my dad passed when we moved to a little town in, in northwest Florida, my mom's hometown, and, and all of her friends and family were there, but she decided to move us to Orlando, which was just, you know, bless her heart for doing it, a widow with two kids, for a better opportunity. So I went to Boone High School, Seminole Community College. I went back to University of West Florida to get a degree in marine biology and came back um, to Florida State to get a master's and then Rollins for a master's. Uh, you know, served in the uh, Florida Air National Guard as a military service corps officer. But my heart's always been in Orange County. You know, I've had opportunities to leave. And every time I would weigh, you know, do I want to go to Tallahassee, do I want to go to Colorado, I couldn't leave, you know, because I really love Orlando and I love this area. So many friends here, so many good memories. Um, it's just, it's home. You know, when we landed here and uh, when my mom brought us here, we landed here, you know, after going all around the world, it was nice to be home, you know, and that's where it's been ever since. Friends, listen to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Right now we're speaking with Pete Clark. Pete Clark is a candidate for Orange County Commission in kind of general South Orlando area, um, South Orange County area. Now, Pete, can you talk about, um, you know, as you served, as we talked about, you served on the county commission. Tell us a little bit about, uh, share with us some of the things that you uh, feel most proud of that you were able to accomplish when you were in office. Well, a couple of things. I mean, I've been involved in the fight against human trafficking for many years, and I was able to get an ordinance uh, passed by the board unanimously to uh, require certain establishments to have the uh, national hotline. And it is it is called quite often the uh, the group I'm with, United, United Abolitionists, actually answers the calls. Um, and we were able to get the uh, the first government-sponsored adult shelter for the survivors of human trafficking when, when they were willing to come in. And I was really, really proud of that. Um, I worked on the purchase of some, some properties we bought on the Econ. Um, you know, I did an ordinance for some uh, some relief for elderly taxpayers with an additional homestead exemption. Uh, yeah, I was thinking on the right side of some development issues on the east side of town and the creation of uh, what we call rural enclaves 
which protects residents, you know, from uh, from encroachment into their area, so that they don't have an incompatible uh, building around them. So those types of things are really what makes it uh, worthwhile, along with just helping people and just being able to go out and, and help folks, you know, navigate the government or uh, figure out how to uh, work in their neighborhoods. Friends, you're listening to the Roger Frank and Williams Show. It's our pre-primary show. Um, as we talk to candidates, it'll be on the ballot on August the 18th. Right now we're speaking with Pete Clark. He's a former Orange County commissioner. He's seeking that position to serve again uh, in that district on the Orange County Commission, and he will be on the ballot. He's on the ballot right now in early voting, and that race will be, of course, August the 18th. Now, can you talk a little bit about the, the, I guess, your support, if you will, the kinds of support that you have, and what I mean is I followed your race uh, very closely the first time you got elected, if I remember correctly, because of these mutual connections that we have. I know uh, Mick Dolan was working real hard for you, and he kept me up, yeah. up to date. And But you had a real grassroots campaign uh, when you first got elected. If I'm not mistaken, you beat uh, the more establishment candidate, if you will, or the better funded candidate by the special interest uh, to get on the commission. Just talk about uh, just your, your approach to running for office and who supports you. Well, yeah, my support, um, you know, comes from some healthcare folks. Uh, a lot of my uh, some uh, retirees that uh, you know kind of helped me out, um, and just you know, some business people. Maybe they're in marine construction or or uh, you know the hotel industry, what have you. You know, not not a lot of developers are writing me checks. I'll guarantee you that. Um, and that's similar to the first time, and uh, very very similar to what we're what we're up against now. But you know the beauty now is I have almost I have twice as much this time as I did the first time as far as money, and uh, my opponent has about the same. And uh, what we found out is not always the money; you know, it's about the connections. And, and the one thing I do have after serving six years is some residual goodwill out there and a lot of name recognition, which I didn't have the first time. So you know you can't buy that; you know you have to earn it. And I think we've earned a lot of uh, name recognition. So that's that's a good jump start for us. And uh, so we're. We're proceeding along, and, and we're not knocking on doors because of COVID, but we're dropping information off. And when we do get a chance to talk to people, it's really a really good discussion with them and uh, you know, letting them know that once we can, we'll be back with them to uh, continue working in their neighborhood. Friends, you're listening to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. We're glad you're joining us today on this important program. Right now we're speaking with Pete Clark. Pete's a candidate for Orange County Commission. He served in that position before, and now he's seeking to serve again. Um now, can you talk about, you talked about some of the things that you were, accomplishments you were proud of when you served before, uh, also some of the things that you're not pleased with about the current uh, commissioner, uh, some of their initiatives and, and policy positions and things that they've actually done. Um, what would be uh, some of your goals if you were to be elected? What would be some of the things you would want to accomplish um, over the next four years? Well, here's here's what's going to be facing us. You know, it's going to be, at some point, the recovery is going to begin, you know, from the pandemic. And at some point, you know, the, the moratoriums on uh, evictions are going to be lifted. And you know, we're going to have just, I think, a horrendous homeless issue if we don't go in and negotiate. And I think Orange County did a, uh, a wise thing the other day to try to help fund some of that. But it, it's kind of the tip of the iceberg. So we're going to be faced with um, a lot of serious issues, transportation, um, transportation, I'm not a tax guy, so what I propose is that we create a, a North Area call it an MTA, a uh, Metropolitan Transit Authority, and let's look at using tolls to fund some of our mass transit. Um, it's you know it's a voluntary kind of a contribution, and it can be bonded. 
as far as homeless, we, we have two two uh, different studies. I think we need to really pull those things out and start applying it. Um, we need to look at our development codes and our land use codes and see what we can do to to move some uh, affordable, attainable housing you know, into some of the development, look at infill projects. But we also need to look at our economy. And we always wondered what would happen if the, one of the three legs of our stool uh, got kicked out from under us, and we're finding out very quickly. And so I think we need to, to work on a four-legged stool, and uh, I would suggest that we work very, very hard with Enterprise Florida and start enticing some light manufacturing and some more technical businesses down here. Thank you for sharing those, those insights. Friends, we're speaking with Pete Clark. He's a candidate for Orange County Commission. And now, Pete, can you um, can you talk about a, a little bit um, – you know, in terms of your life away from politics, just a little bit about what kind of business are you in and, and your profession away from, uh, you know, politics. Well, actually, I retired, and um, I was in healthcare and worked for Orange County. Um, but since, you know, since the, the mayor's run, I've been continuing to work on human trafficking with a not-for-profit. I'm involved in an anti-bullying not-for-profit. I'm becoming involved in a not-for-profit that provides service dogs for wounded veterans and, and children with autism. Um, so we really try to stay connected to the community that way. You know, we had a band, but nobody wants an old guy's band right now <laughs> to play some classic rock. Um, and, I, you know, do that. So we're very involved in, in working with Discovery Church on some of the initiatives they've, um, they've, they've set out to do as far as, you know, feeding folks and doing some food drives. So it's staying busy. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to sit on the couch and watch shows, but, uh, you know, really, uh, really, really engaged. In, and I, I really am involved in the fight against human trafficking. I think that's just pure evil. And I will continue to do that regardless. Um, so just staying in the community, involved in the community, staying connected. And, um, you know, we're traveling some, but that's out of the window now. But, uh, yeah, we're just enjoying enjoying being here and, uh, and, and serving in the community. Well, Pete Clark, I want to thank you for joining us today on our show, and, and best wishes on August 18th. Well, I do appreciate it very, very much. Best wishes. We look forward to catching up with you soon. Okay. Friends, P. Clark, okay. candidate for Orange County Commission. We'll go to break in just a second. Before we do, I want to give you a shout out to our friends Vito and Rhonda at Network Sound and Video and let you know that Network Sound and Video, of course, is where your memories last forever. You can find them at 2520 Ronald Reagan Boulevard in Longwood. I'll give them a call at 407-834-8555. And, of course, you can find them at NetworkSoundandVideo.com. We'll be right back on The Roger Franklin Williams Show. Welcome back. Good to have you here for The Roger Franklin Williams Show. And now, back to the studio, here's Roger Franklin Williams. Welcome back to The Roger Franklin Williams Show. This important program, our last program before the primary elections on August the 18th. I want to let you know in just a moment we'll go to Seminole County Commissioner Lee Constantine, who is on the ballot. Uh, in a primary election. Before we go to Lee, of course, I want to remind you that Dr. Patrick St. Germain, the great people at St. Germain Chiropractic and Burn Fed Orlando support our program, and they support all the programs you hear on the new AM 950 and FM 94.9, The Answer, and our messages of patriotism and support for our free enterprise system. And find out more about why... For, Dr. Patrick St. Germain has been voted best chiropractor. Uh, in, once again, give him a call at 
855 Win in Pain. That's 855 Win in Pain. Now let's go to Lee, Commissioner Lee Constantine, candidate for re-election in Seminole County. Lee, thank you for joining us today here on the the final days uh, here before the election. It's good to hear your voice, Roger. Thank you very much for being here, and thank you for letting me uh, share uh, um, my thoughts with your audience. It's always great speaking with you, both on and off the air. And I have kind of a tough question for you to begin with, and what it is is I'd like for you to you know, share specifically some of the things of which you're most proud that you've been able to accomplish uh, since you've been serving as a Seminole County Commissioner. And I know you've you really spent a life in public service uh, in the Florida legislature, the Florida Senate, uh, on the city council, uh, city commission of Altamont Springs back in the, the, the early days there, uh, back in the day. But specifically, what are, and so you've accomplished many, many, many things on behalf of the citizens. What are some of the things that you feel most uh, you'd like to share with our, our listeners today about what you've been able to accomplish on specifically on the Seminole County Commission? Well, the difference between, and thank you for the, uh, the good question, the difference between the, the legislature and local government is that in local government, you're touching the people's lives personally. A very, you know, it's a, it's a very um, um, close relationship. And so it's not about party politics and the legislature. It's about the quality of life. And quality of life talks about well-designed and planned um, uh, developments, a good education system, uh, ensuring that you have the parks and recreations, making sure that the transportation that you can get from one place to another as 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 you know with ease or as much ease as you possibly can, and ensure that you aren't over paving, overdeveloping your entire community. You have water quality, uh, the thing, the basic services, the basic needs of individuals. So that's what I've concentrated on as I came back from the legislature to the local government, because that's what the people most want. In Seminole County, I'm very proud. Uh, Stacker, which is a uh, company that that um, lists. Uh, puts together a great deal of lists as who's best at this and that and other things, just named Seminole County the number one county in the nation, or in the state, excuse me, and one of the top in the nation, but the number one in the state to raise a family and live. And that's what I, I truly believe is my responsibility as a county commissioner, is to make our quality of life in Seminole County the very best. So once you do that, and people want to live here, then everything else flows from that. You have, you know, your economy is good, your businesses are good, your your uh, small businesses thrive, your school system works. So, so really trying to build a culture of wanting to uh, of, of of a quality of life that people really believe. Hey, I want to live in Seminole County, and I think that's what we have. Now, I'd like to follow that up with a, with a, a related question. And you know, as a speaking of a, a citizen, resident of Orange County, and somebody who was you know born and raised in Orange County, um, moved away for a while, but you now I'm back, of course. Now, and it's you know one of the things that I guess um, that, that a lot of us old timers lament is the fact that you know from our perspective, Orange County became too overdeveloped uh, to the point where it did 
uh, or, or is impacting our quality of life and, and not in and, and not a good way. And I know that uh, Seminole County is not overdeveloped yet. Uh, and, and, you know, as you just said, you, a big part of your focus is to preserve the quality of life in, in Seminole County. Can you talk about some of the things that you're, that you're doing there and, um, and just talk about that whole that whole issue, if you will, I guess, the, 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 the rapid development the, 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 uh, versus uh, quality of life uh, conversation? Well, one of the things that you have to do is, you know, when you plan, when you plan for growth, you have to plan where the infrastructure already is. The worst thing you can do is start, you know, um, allowing developments that are going to create sprawl. In other words, going to make you pay your citizens, pay for additional services out in other areas because they don't already exist. Growth should pay, theoretically and in practice, for itself. So one of the things that uh, in Seminole County we have strived to do is actually build where the infrastructure is, and that's in our seven dynamic cities. You know, Apopka has seen explosive growth, and one of the things that in many ways, as you know, I used to represent Apopka in the legislature, I really feel Apopka is very similar in many ways to Seminole County than it is to Orange County. In fact, I grew up with an Apopka address uh, living there on Bear Lake Road. Um, so, uh, you know, I very, felt very akin to uh, Apopka for a long time. And, and, and in southwest Seminole County and then in uh, – which, which, you know, flows into Apopka, you can't tell the difference whether you're in Seminole or Orange County. And and one of the things, though, that getting back to the growth, we have to build within the corridor where the seven cities are, where the water and sewer is, where the transportation systems are, where the infrastructure is already. And that's what we strive to do. People don't realize Seminole County is the third most densely populated county in the state. But at the same time, the feel is that you have natural areas. The feel is that you have, as we've protected the rural boundary, that large area that is a recharge area and an area for our cultural heritage and our rural heritage. So Seminole County has tried to balance the growth with the protection of what we consider to be, um, you know, our quality of life. And that's why our slogan, the natural choice, is one that Seminole County always strives to continue to, to keep safe. Friends, you're listening to the Roger Frank and William Show, presented by Christner's Prime Steak and Lobster. Right now we're speaking with Seminole County Commissioner Lee Constantine. He is on the ballot in this primary election. In the closing moments that we have, I would just like to take you, uh, have you a very direct question and have you talk directly to the our listeners. Um, what would like give you this opportunity to just share with the listeners the reasons that you feel in this contested election, uh, you know, with uh, some, you know, some significant opposition, why uh, the voters should vote for Lee Constantine? Well, I, I will tell you that there, I think there are two very important issues that we're dealing with right now. One is we have to get over this um, pandemic, and we have to have the steady leadership as we move forward out of this so that we can kickstart our economy, our small businesses, the mom-and-pop shops keeping them open. And Seminole County has strived to really 
put a good deal of the money we're getting from CARES as well as general revenue money into those opportunities, whether it be workforce or whether it be in helping our most needy and most, and also very much uh, into uh, giving uh, grants to small businesses. So once, you know, as we start to clear and open up and get back to uh, hopefully a normalcy again as quickly as possible, yeah, we have to have that steady hand. Seminole County was faced with a $19 million deficit because of this. We already have taken the measures such as um, reducing uh, any openings in staff to uh, such as not increasing our salaries, um, putting off fleet purchases, putting off facility improvements, so that we have already diminished that deficit to zero while keeping our 20% uh, reserves. Seminole County has the highest reserves, the lowest employee per resident, and the lowest taxes of any county in the region. And we're very proud of that. But at the same time, I think I could put my services in Seminole County up against anybody. That's number one, the fiscal responsibility, both from the pandemic as well as going into the normal thing. And then the second thing is really protecting, as I've said, the quality of life. And one of those things that has become so important for Seminole County residents is that we preserve the rural boundary. So I have been very strong on defending that when there have been developers that wanted to go into the rural boundary, develop it, uh, and, and really destroy the flavor and, more importantly, the intent of the voters who voted to preserve the, 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 um, the rural boundary. So those two things I have been extremely strong on uh, in, in, in support of what the citizens' desires are. And if they want to continue Seminole County being the best place to live in Florida, uh, then vote for me on August 18th. Commissioner Lee Constantine, thank you for joining us today on the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Best wishes on the 18th, August 18th. Thank you, Roger. I appreciate it. It's always good to talk to you and I'll always appreciate our long-term friendship. Thank you. Appreciate you. Have a great day. Friends, Seminole County Commissioner Lee Constantine, he is on the ballot in a hotly contested primary election. And, of course, speaking of that, um, Seminole County is a really a hotbed of activity this election cycle. In fact, every single uh, race is contested in some way. Uh, many, many uh, primaries, and of course the primary elections on August the 18th, and then um, there will be contested elections in the general election in every single uh, public office in Seminole County, and of course we'll co- follow that very, very closely. Before we um, go uh, you know, go further on our show, I want to once again uh, let you know, remind you about our friends over at Christner's Prime Steak and Lobster let you know, of course, at Christner's you'll find the finest cuts of beef and cold water Australian lobster served in an atmosphere of old school elegance and sophistication. Make your next celebration truly special. Celebrate at Christner's. And, of course, they are open right now. And not only are they open, they are doing very brisk business, uh, you know, in compliance with the restrictions that they have, which is about 50 percent capacity. But... 
uh, their and of course their family want me to let you know that they really appreciate uh, the support that they have received from their loyal customers during this whole uh, pandemic situation. And as soon as they reopen their doors uh, at the end of May, the day after Memorial Day, uh, the loyal customers and new customers uh, came back to Christner's in in huge numbers and droves actually and they really appreciate your support and they they love seeing all of their uh, their customers back at Christers. They're located at 729 uh, Lee Road. It's just 2 blocks west of I4. Reservations are recommended. Call 407-645-4443. And we want to give you another shout out to our friends over at Florida Door Solutions and let you know that if you have garage door problems of any kind Florida Door Solutions has your solution. Well, friends, that's uh, going to do it. We'll be right back on the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And now, here's Roger. And this is my turn. Welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. It's great to have you joining us. It's great to be with you. This morning, as we talk about the issues that affect us in our community, our state, and our nation, of course, at this moment, the the pretty much the only issue is that are the 2018, excuse me, the 2020 elections, starting at the top with the presidential election, and then on down to the local races. And of course, as you know, we have a 20 20 plus year tradition on the Roger Franklin Williams Show, 22 year tradition actually, of covering the local races, focusing on Florida politics and Central Florida politics, and that's exactly what we are doing today. I want to thank the three excellent candidates we had joining us, uh, Stefan Novakovic, who's a candidate for the Florida House of Representatives in the uh, greater northwest Orange County, Apopka area, and big part of Lake County. Also, Pete Clark joined us. Pete is a candidate for to get back on the Orange County Commission. He served uh, earlier, uh, you know, recently as County Commissioner in Orange County, and he left that position to run for County Mayor. Didn't quite make it there, and now he would like to go back, and he's he's running, uh, seeking uh, support, um, your endorsement, if you will, of the citizens to be reelected to the Orange County Commission, and he did an excellent job his first time around. Also, pleased to be joined by, of course, longtime friend Lee Constantine, who's a candidate for re-election as Seminole County Commissioner. And, uh, I think Lee's race really illustrates the the, the passion and the intensity, just uh, the electoral passion and intensity in this campaign cycle in Seminole County in that, you know, it wasn't, you know, generally speaking, up until just a, a short period of time ago, oftentimes um, incumbent commissioner races in Seminole County weren't even contested or if they were, uh, they weren't contested by strong candidates. Well, that's not the case this time. There's, um, you know, hotly contested races in, in literally every elected position in Seminole County. And um, that that's the case in the from the county commission a seat that's currently held by, by Lee Constantine, a very strong, um, you know, he's, he has a re, uh, primary bid for reelection and then. If I understand correctly, there'll be a Democrat um, in that race as well after the primary. So anyway, it's a very relevant show. We're glad you're joining us, and it's great. Um, you know, I, it's, I feel good about the opportunity uh, to share with you, have these candidates talk directly with you. That's a big part of our mission of our program is for the candidates to have the ability to talk directly to you, have you have the opportunity to listen to hear directly from the candidates. 
Now I would like to once again share with you about our friends over at Florida Door Solutions and let you know that if you have garage door problems of any kind, I encourage you to call Florida Door Solutions. Florida Door Solutions in the best old school tradition is dedicated to serving their customers with professionalism and excellence. You can find them at 866-FLA-DOOR. That's 866-FLA-DOOR. Or just, or just visit FLADOOR.com and be sure to tell them Roger Franklin Williams sent you. Now, also want to give a shout out to our friends over at Sheeler Auto Repair, Demetrius and Odysseus Virgos, and let you know that if you have if your car, truck, van, or any other vehicle uh, needs repair or service, I urge you to get over to see Demetrius and Odysseus Virgos at Sheeler Auto Repair. No job is too big or small for those guys. In fact, you can trust the guys at Sheeler Auto Repair. That's where I take my car. They're located 1908 South Orange Blossom Trail, Apopka. And in our uh, waiting moments, I want to, or in this final segment, if you will, we have about 10 more minutes or so, I want to shift gears a little bit. We'll continue to talk about the elections in 2020, but now I want to talk more about the presidential election. And it literally, um, this election is the most crucial of any, certainly one in my lifetime, and I would say it's right up there with the most crucial, important elections in American history. Literally, no exaggeration. Uh, you know, people say things like that almost every presidential campaign, but that's, that's truly the case this time. I mean, that's no hyperbole at all in that. Uh, we've had the, a clear choice of whether one candidate who supports traditional American values, who supports the, the values of God, family, and country, who understands our Constitution, believes passionately in our Constitution, is dedicated to passionately defending our Constitution and our constitutional liberties, also defending the, the traditions and heritage of which, upon which our country is founded, um, and fighting hard to, to defend and support and promote those traditions and heritage in our constitutional liberties and freedoms. And of course, that's President Donald Trump. Uh, he has demonstrated um, you know, that, that desire to protect our traditional values, protect our constitutional freedoms, um, our institutions uh, explicitly, uh, passionately, more so really than any, uh, without a doubt, more so than any president um, since Ronald Reagan, in my opinion. And now what we have now is um, alluded to earlier in some of our conversations with the candidates, a uh, Democrat Party that's just flat out been taken over by hard left, by left. I mean, define it more thoroughly, socialist Marxist uh, principle, people who have socialist Marxist principles, people who not only oppose now, uh, not only oppose traditional American values, not only oppose uh, uh, the concept of, our, of American exceptionalism and the concept that America has been a truly exceptional company because our, of our foundation on freedom, as you hear the excellent messages on our stations from Derek Hicks, as he so eloquently puts it. Um, um, and this and, and what not only that foundation, which begins with with God, God's blessing, and also the fact that our rights are endowed by God um, is those values not only are not bought into, if you will, by uh, you know, most Democrats, uh, certainly most of them that are in office and leading the party, they're actually overtly opposing them now. 
um, actually uh, either either tacitly or, or overtly supporting uh, anarchistic elements such as Antifa that are literally tearing down uh, our statues of of our, of our great uh, founders and leaders, including statues of Abraham Lincoln and Ulysses Grant, a U.S. Grant. Um, so in, in addition, of course, to Columbus and George Washington, and we can go on and on. Um, so anyway, that that's where we are. And it's, you know, and I guess, I guess most people, I'm sure most people who listen to the show already get that. So, um, but here, here's the, the, the next element of that is what do we do about it? And really what we have to do about it is, is I'm going to share a few things from a grassroots perspective of somebody who's been involved in electoral politics at the grassroots level for literally 30 plus years. I ran for office back in 1988 and it was a completely grassroots oriented campaign. And thanks to God's blessing and the support of many, many, many thousands of citizens uh, in our area, in my particular district, I was able to emerge um, from a crowded Republican primary as the Republican nominee uh, lost a coast election uh, to the Democrat ultimately. But the point is, I was able to take with, with very, very limited resources, with no endorsements from the special interest or the major insider uh, power broker type political action committees and PACs and so forth. I was able just with support from citizens and small contributions from citizens was able to emerge as the Republican nominee. The reason I mention that is, is, is I learned, for, first of all, I learned firsthand how to implement grassroots tactics in a, in a political campaign. And, and even more importantly, I learned, learned how powerful grassroots tactics are and how powerful they can be and, and literally determine the outcome of election. And that's the way um, that Donald Trump can win this election, despite all the incredible obstacles that that he and we are up against. And what I mean by that are, with absolutely no exaggeration, um, the the power of the mainstream media, which literally um, on a daily basis, on a 24-hour-a-day basis, is promoting um, narratives that are basically false and that are all virulently anti-Donald Trump. Nothing but attacks on Donald Trump um, and uh, you know, American values to, to a greater to uh, to an extent as well, twenty four hours a day. Now that is having um, can help but have an impact. An impact. It uh, can't help but sway some people that that aren't informed like like we are, and and don't have a grounding in our constitutional values and, and things like that. So the point is is and then of course the tendency is to get depressed by that and to be somewhat discouraged by it. But we can't be discouraged by it. We have to figure out how to respond to it in, in a positive, effective way. And the best way I know how to respond to it in a positive, effective way are grassroots political fundamentals. And that's what we all need to start thinking about and actually beginning to implement. And I'll list uh, several of those for you before we sign off on our program today. Of course, first and foremost, vote yourself. No, no, Trump supporter has the luxury not to not to vote in, in this election. You've absolutely got to find a way to vote. I would suggest voting early, and um, but you know, depart, you know, regardless of what uh, you know, obstacles you might have personally, um, uh, you are going to have to figure out a way to to, to make your vote to, to vote and uh, vote for Trump. That's the most important thing. The first and foremost, the most important thing. Um, secondly, 
you know, we definitely don't want you know a situation where the left would, would ends up taking over the presidency, um, and a bunch of people that were that Trump supporters. Well, gee, I didn't vote. I thought he was going to win. I already thought he was going to win. Uh, I thought it was going to be a big victory. Uh, gee, I wish I'd have voted. Or, or on the other hand, well, gee, uh, I was so discouraged. I just didn't go and vote. Just don't try to figure it out on your own. Don't try to handicap the race. If you're voting for Trump, you've got to make sure that you vote. Now, the next thing is. And, and these are very simple, simple processes. Anybody can, can do this. This isn't major, complex brain sur- political brain surgery. The next thing is, is to let everybody in your circle of acquaintances, friends, family, uh, et cetera, know that you're voting for Trump and let them know why uh, and do that. In, and you can do that in a very low key and persuasive manner. It doesn't have to like shove it down anybody's throat, but just let people know that you're voting for Trump and, and why you're voting for him. Um, that you, you believe me, that'll have a, a tremendous impact, especially now if you find people that are undecided. Undecideds are the key to virtually to every close election. That's just a fact. You don't hear too much about it. It's one of the things I learned from being involved in the bowels of the process uh, for 30 years. Undecided voters determine every election, every close election, and they very likely will, will determine this election. And so you've got to... We got to, you know, with our friends, acquaintances, family members that are undecided, we got to, you know, tell them why they need to vote for Trump. Uh, there's a million good reasons. That's not that's not the hard part. That's the easy part. Um, so, you know, tell them to vote for Trump. And then the next step is we got to make sure that anybody who's voting for Trump, they've got to make sure they go and vote. Um, but then, but one more step before that is back to letting people know how you're voting. You can do that in a numerous ways. First and foremost, you know, verbally tell your friends, um, you know, um, next, um, put up a sign, a bumper sticker on your car, a sign in your window, even if you live in an apartment and put a sign in your Trump sign in your window, just let people know, Hey, I'm voting for Trump. Secondly, uh, persuade the undecideds, have a talk with them, tell them why they need to vote for Trump. And then finally, uh, and we'll talk more about this on subsequent shows before the presidential election, help them get to the polls. You know, and, and that that's, uh, you know, that's a next step higher up. But, but you know, and make sure the night before the election, these people know that it's time to go. They need to go and vote for Trump the next day. Uh, call them on election day. Make sure they go and vote it. Uh, these, these are fundamental tr- tried and true tactics that will help and very likely could determine the future of our country. And we'll talk more about them in, in other programs. Well, thank you for joining us today and have a great day. 